elevate, continue grinding, learning and growing and making us better as you make yourself better. This video from Pastor Chris is about the indicators that Faith Promise Leadership looks for when it comes to the next person they want to lean into and pull up out of the ranks. The indicators and characteristics of a great leader. People gathering, people that are charismatic, that are hard workers, that are servants, that want to grow themselves, want to grow their organization and the kingdom of God. I hope you enjoy this video from Pastor Chris. Hey guys, welcome back to Elevate. I'm so excited about this episode of Elevate. One of the things that Pastor Chuck asked me to talk about was DNA. And so I've been communicating and we've been talking about because the culture, the DNA, everybody wants to do a mission statement and vision and they are important. But more important than the mission hanging on the wall is what's happening down the hall. And so in this, I want to give you just some words, some thoughts about about what needs to be in, in, in our leaders, what needs to happen in our culture, the things that really matter. And so just let me just sort of give you some words. The first word is initiator. If you're going to be a leader, you don't sit around and wait. Well, will somebody do that? I wonder if somebody's going to do that. I wonder if I have permission to do that. It's just go ahead and move forward. Talk to the next person. Say, hey, I like to do this. Can we get this done? What does it take to get that done? I, I am not a tech guy, but I've been forced to go to the Apple store. And I said years ago in a sermon, most churches that I've been to, if the Apple store gave an invitation or the church, I joined the Apple store. Because when I walk in, there are initiators. They don't wait for me to get to the, they're waiting at the door. Excuse me, sir, can I help you? They initiate, that's what leaders do. They're looking, where can I step in? Where can I help? Let's don't wait till more chairs have to be out when people are looking. That initiator is the one that, that steps out there. For years in ministry, uh, I felt like I was the only guy. And then as we moved Josh Whitehead <clears throat> as our executive pastor, that guy is loaded with initiation. He didn't wait, he didn't wonder, he began to move. He got ahead of me in so many areas and, and he leads at such a high level, it's unbelievable. Why? Because he's initiator. He doesn't wait, he goes after it. Does that make sense? Give me another one, self-directed. Now I'm not talking about a renegade, but I'm talking about someone who looks for, it's really tied in with initiator. There, there are a lot of similarities, but they're looking for, they're not waiting to, they're not hoping there, nothing has to be done. They walk in the room looking around and saying, hey, what do we do? Michelle, our global worship pastor, she walks in, look at what needs to be done. And if you're waiting on Michelle, man, you're listen, she is gonna blow past you because she is gonna get in there. She's gonna do whatever it takes to get whatever done. Matter of fact, we're in Louisiana. You may be new, may not realize that Michelle is my wife, but we were at a church plant in Louisiana. She started kids ministry. She started the student ministry. She started so many of the ministries because she's self-directed. She's an initiator. She sees what needs to be done because she has the mind of a leader and she goes and does it. Let me give another one that I value this to really highly and that is high capacity. Now, Pastor Chuck and I, again, who Chuck is over elevated, he's over all of our leadership development, our stewardship development. We've had the battles about this. 
And, and my deal is that people are born with a certain wattage. And he said, no, everybody can up their wattage. Well, you know what? I believe that people can work on it, prove where they're good, and they can expand their capacity. But they're just some people. There's a, there's a lady here, Marianne High School. She was extremely high in the Department of Energy and Oak Ridge and all that went on. She's been one of our high-level volunteers in the children's ministry for over 20 years. Years ago, I went to her actually and tried to hire her before Josh is our executive pastor. And why? Because she has such capacity. Now, remember we started out that, that there's not, we don't make a strong demarcation between paid staff and volunteer. And so Marion High School, she runs projects for us. We give her high level things to do. Why? Because she's a high capacity person. Where are you at on a scale from one to 10? Low capacity, medium, or high? You know, man, I, I, my prayer for you is that you're, as you learn, as you elevate, that your capacity just climbs for you to oversee, for you to minister to, that, that, that your influence expands as your capacity elevates. Another one is flexible. We're a fast-moving organization. We're adding campuses. We're adding ministries. We're, we're changing things up. We may do something Saturday night at the Pellissippi campus and then change everything up so that it rolls out for all of our campuses on Sunday. We've got to be flexible. Listen, if you are sort of stuck in a rut, you're going to have a hard time in ministry and leadership at Faith Promise Church because we value flexibility. We've Listen, we don't value me having an answer. We value the best answer. We value the best way. And so all of us have to be flexible. One of the things I love, now more than any time at our church, we have a horde of young adult leaders. I mean, we are inundated with young adult leaders. And I love it that they are challenging. They are, hey, let's try this. Let's do that, man. Let's, let's move. And so as a, as, a, as a guy that's quite a bit older than them, what I have to do is say, hey, I've got to be flexible and listen to the next generation. How can we take in their passion, their fire, and take that to the next level of reaching people. So flexibility, it's, it's critical. Uh, another thing is you gotta be a go-getter. You gotta look out there. Uh, Chuck Carringer, again, that guy is a go-getter. I, I tell people all the time, he was a basketball coach at Oak Ridge High School, the winningest coach in the history of Oak Ridge with seven years less in the game than the number two guy because he's a go-getter. He would be in the hallway, see a kid. That kid looks like he's tall, he might could play. He'd go after that person. See, a lot of people are not go-getters, they are laybackers. They are, well, let me lay back and see who comes. Let me lay back. See, leaders get it done. It's the people that you use greater than the system that you choose because leaders will always make sure that it gets done. They're always, they're go-getters, so he recruited. In, in this elevate, he's gonna push. He's a go-getter. And I wanna be surrounded by men and women, by students that are absolutely go-getters. Let me give you another one. Hardworking. We value hard work. Now we value family time. 
Uh, those that are on our staff, if they're working 50, 60 hours a week, unless it's a short period of time on a project, then you know we're gonna have to call and say, hey, what, a, what about your family time? Hey, now getting students getting ready for camp or, or our creative team getting ready for an Easter, so that's okay, people are gonna work around the clock. But by and large, we value hard work, but we, we value family in that. And so, man, if this is you, you got your hands in your pocket, when I was uh, uh, in my formative years of learning how to work, my stepdad, if, if I would be in the yard doing something, I'm, I'm telling this is not the way to parent. But if he walked by and I had my hands in my pockets, he'd just smack me in the face. Never have your hands in your pocket. Man, be doing something. Well, th that was the wrong way to do it, but I learned to work hard. And, and you may say, well, I'm not that hard a worker. When my son, Zach, he's our global student guy, when he was young, he would literally, I'm not joking, take a spanking so that he would have to work outside. He'd say, Dad, I don't want to work. So you can get a spanking. And he would say, well, how many licks? And he would evaluate. He was lazy. Let me tell you, there's not a harder working guy today than Zach. He's up early. He works. He, he learned to work hard. Let me give you another one. Assertive. Leaders. People that are shepherding well, they're assertive. They don't sit back with their arms folded. They're, they are, they're, they're assertive. I'm not talking about overbearing on a team or everybody in the room, but they're assertive. Hey, what about this idea? You know, I've had people when things fail, walk up and say, well, you know, I knew that was gonna fail. And I always say, well, then why didn't you come tell me that wasn't gonna work out well? So assertiveness, it is, it, it, it's just, it's vital across the board that, that people be assertive in their leadership. Ownership. There are renters. You know, let me ask you a question. If you're renting a house or you own the house, do you treat the car differently? If it's your car or if it's a rental, do you treat the rental car? The, do you wash a rental car? Do you change the oil in a rental car? No, you drive it like you stole it and then you take it back. You may fill it up with gas only because you didn't want to have to pay $5 a gallon. See, that's a renter. We're looking for people on the team that are owners, that are gonna bend down and pick up a piece of paper that's in the foyer. Not because it's your job, because you're an owner. That you're looking across the board. How can we make it better? What are the things that we can do? How can I add value as an owner? You know, and there are volunteers, there are people that go here that have just as much ownership in what goes on as I do as a senior pastor. We have a group, a leadership team and elders. Those people are owners. We have small group leaders. We have people that are owners, that, that this is not my church. This is theirs. They are a part of a family. So as you elevate in your volunteers, you elevate in leadership, this is, this is yours. And you have a stewardship to help us as a team to be the best we can be. Another one is modeling. People do what people see. You, you know, what you say speaks so, what you do speaks so loudly, I can't hear what you're saying. Your kids, no matter how hard you try, they're gonna grow up and be just like you. Why? Because people do what people see. So some of these things that I've listened to the DNA, I try to model them. Shepherding well, 
hard work, all these things that we've talked about, spiritual growth, spiritual health, <clears throat> in these, in the not just this, but other videos, I want to model that. I want to model it well. Jesus said, hey, pray like I pray, lead like I lead, do what I do. And then he said, greater things than these will you do after I go to the Father. So we're living in a greater days ministry. That's why we've got to be so good. Let me give you one more. Followership. We're not looking for renegades. We're not looking for rebels. If if you, to be under to to have authority, you've got to be under authority. You have to learn to have people under you, but you have to learn to have people over you. On the organizational chart, I'm on the I'm on the top rung. But there are times that I defer to Chuck. There are times that I defer to Michelle. There are times that I defer to Josh. There are times that I defer to Micah. He's our, he's our creative guy. There are times he'll say, hey, you need to reshoot this video. Or hey, you could say it better. Or hey, you know what? We're going to have to, we're gonna have to redo that. Or, or hey, Pastor, have you thought about on the weekend? Hey, could you, could you, could you? And what I do is, is, is I, I'm a follower then. Why? Because I want to be the best. Why do we all follow others? Because we want to be the best. Because if I'm the best I can be, and you're the best you can be, and all of us are the best that we can be, then we are going to have a team that cannot be beaten. We are going to then build a church beyond a church, a movement of God, that there has never been anything like it in East Tennessee. We are gonna win more people. We are gonna see more people rescued. We're gonna see more lives change. It is gonna be glorious. Why? Because the team is functioning as it should. Every link growing stronger and better every day. And that's God's will for you. And that's God's will for me. And I can't wait to see our team because you're on it. Love you. See you next time.